these will dry out in a matter of days. These will be lifeless very soon. These do not last long in their vigor. And now you're thinking, why did I come to get these? The brevity of the palm is one of the important features of this day. It does not retain its flexibility. It does not retain its green color. It does not retain its liveliness for very long. And note how well that summarizes in miniature what has happened today. We receive our palms, we bless them, we wave them, greeting the arrival of the Lord, and we enter with no small joy. And then we are suddenly confronted by the difficult majesty of his death on the cross for us. How quickly joy changes to sorrow. How quickly victory changes into defeat. How quickly the palm loses its life, loses its pliability, loses its luster, loses its goodness. How quickly indeed that happens. And as we engage the brevity of the palm, which historically is a symbol of victory. That's why the palm branches are waved. It is not simply a symbol of honor. It is a symbol of greeting a king who is and will be victorious. And that makes the contrast of today all the more stunning. The victor is hailed and celebrated. And then we see him in defeat. The victor is hailed and acclaimed, and the same voices that hailed him singing Hosanna, a short time later yell crucify him. The same hands that reached out for palms are those who reach out for stones to throw on his way to Calvary, and nails and hammers with which to put him on a cross. How brief the victory seems to be, if we think in terms of the things of this world. But the brevity of the palm reminds us that earthly victory is passing. Earthly joy is fleeting. Earthly praise does not endure. But we are not here for any of those things. We are here because of a victory that was won 2,000 years ago, and endures not only to this day, but for all time and into all eternity as well. A victory of a king whose love is mightier than death. A victory of a king whose throne is a cross. And from that cross, he pronounces the words of a king. Not the petty words of Pilate and Herod but a great and saving word. Even as he mounts the throne of his cross, he speaks as a king. And his word is a word of mercy. 
Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And this is the king whose rule will not be predicated by anger, nor a desire for revenge, nor a desire to overpower others by force, but to overcome the hardness of our hearts with a torrent of mercy and a giving of himself. On the cross he is stripped because he is the king who doesn't make himself rich from the world, but who becomes poor that we all might be made rich. And it is on the cross that he turns to one, indeed guilty, who on hearing the mercy in his voice as he prays, turns to him and says, remember me. I am guilty. You are innocent. And I know that. You remember me. And as a king with authority over life and death, as a king who has authority to judge and pronounce sentence, the king turns to him and he judges him, not guilty, but forgiven. And he judges him, not one to be punished with death, but one who through death will be brought to life. Today, today, this very day, you will be with me in paradise, in my kingdom. Indeed, this is the king. Indeed, this is the king and the secret of his majesty, the secret of his reign, the authority of his rule, it begins with the last words he says on the cross. Those are the words that enable us too to live like kings, each of us. Those simple words, those beautiful words, which are the source of all real authority. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. The Lord's surrender of himself to the will of his Father, to the love of his Father, to the care of his Father is what allows him to go forth in the authority, the name, the goodness, the power of his Father. We, imperfect as we are, may not live this so perfectly, but we can make a beginning with the beginning of Christ. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. We don't have to wait to the point of expiring. We can say that today. We can say that today. We can breathe out those words. We can live those words. Those are the great words that prepare us for the rest of Holy Week. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. I place myself today, not tomorrow. Into your hands, not the hands of the world, not the hands of my fear, not the hands of my anger, not the hands of my insecurity, not the hands of my pride. Into your hands I commend my spirit. What a remarkable gift that is. With Christ and in his spirit, we who gather here 
can say that with him. And the more we can say that, the more we can look at the wrongs that have been done to us in our own hearts, and we can claim for ourselves the authority of forgiveness and the confidence of being forgiven. We, entrusting ourselves to him, can say with the penitent thief, Remember me, Lord. Do not forget me. What a beautiful day this is. We begin with the palms, and the palms are passing. But we have the gift in Jesus Christ to turn to him and wave not a palm that we hold in our hand, but a palm of devotion, a palm of faithfulness, a palm of compassion in our hearts. And that doesn't have to fade. We hold these, and these are passing. But the palm of true Christian life the palm of true charity, the palm of true mercy. We can wave that forever if we let him place it into our hands. What a great gift this is. Because this is that day that we remember that Christ saves us in no small measure by placing himself into our hands. And in our hands we take him and we nail him to a cross. That is what our sinfulness and what our unfaithfulness do. And yet his love is greater than our sin. His mercy is greater than our unfaithfulness. And on his cross, he overcomes those things. And why? So that today, in just a few minutes, you can step forward. And you can hold out your hand and he will place himself in your hand once more. The palm is nice to have, but Christ is better. And we who stretched out our hands to palms that fade will in a few minutes stretch out our hands to a life that does not fade and a victory that cannot be overcome. And the Lord says, once I gave myself to you, O man, and you nailed me to a cross. But in the same love which took me to the cross, I give myself today to you again. That you take me not to a cross, but that you take me to your heart. And you receive the forgiveness that I may speak into your heart this day. Amen, I say to you, today, Paradise comes to your heart. Today, I am in paradise, and today, I am with you. How beautiful that is. This is the mystery we celebrate. This is why we gather in so many numbers. This is why, even if it was raining, we would have too many here to be inside. And how good it is that we gather in such numbers at the foot of the throne of our king, the king who rules the world from his cross. And from his cross meets us on this altar, which is the seat of mercy, and who says to us, you, come to me. I have already forgiven you. Come to me.
you who are here and wounded, come to me. You who are uncertain and insecure and unsure, come to me. But stretch out your hand, and I will place myself there. I will give myself to you, because that is how I save you, by my giving of myself. I am in paradise this day, and I am here with you. And this very day, paradise itself arrives into our hearts. Receive him there with a hosanna of joy. Receive him there with the palm of love and affection. Receive him there with the palm of faithfulness and repentance. And in receiving him in that way, be assured, this day, paradise itself stands with you. Amen. Please stand.